<laughs> Got her again. Uh, <laughs> Hi, honey. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You ready to learn more about the Bible today? Um, you're gonna teach me. I am. I've got notes okay. that I took in the meeting before this podcast, and uh, I'm going to teach you what you taught me. Perfect. Yeah. Can't wait. Let's see if you can regurgitate I, appropriate information. You know, I think that I got this point by point. Okay. Correct. All right. All right. So today on the Bible podcast, uh, daily Bible <laughs> podcast, where uh, Edom's going to get fucked up. Like, pretty bad today uh, in two different ways. The first way is this odd thing where morning and night come at the exact same time. I'm guessing they're in synchro- they're synchronized mm-hmm. or something, and so they blow their loads at exactly the same time. I don't know who these fucks are. They make an appearance today just to blow a load on somebody. And then the second one, <laughs> uh, apparently there's going to be a blood bath. Um, God is going to bathe his sword of justice in the blood of lesser humans as well as fatties. Now, I'm guessing <laughs> that the sword that he's talking about here is obviously his dick. So he's basically going to coat his dick in blood and then fuck a fat person. Um, you know, this is, I feel like you should submit this to Ray Comfort to take its <laughs> place of whatever else he saw before that made you the most morally depraved and blasphemous. Yeah, I'm sure he's already thrown up three times already. Uh, <laughs> um, next, uh, the land is going to be soaked in blood and fat after he slices through the fatties with his mighty god dick. <laughs> he's going to slay them fatties. <laughs> And then, get this, he's going to get so drunk, he's not going to piss blood this time, but he's going to piss pure tar. And he's going to piss on the streams, and so he's going to turn the streams to tar. And he's also going to piss on the land, but he's also going to use his tar piss and light the land on fire. So there's going to be a burning of, where the fuck are we? Edom. Edom's going (laughs) to fucking burn. Tari God piss is going to burn them. Um, oh boy. And then desert creatures will rule the land and make all of the people there squeal like pigs. Kind of like in deliverance. <laughs> um, next up is, is Arabia. They're going to suffer some judgment. Um, apparently Arabia is just full of kleptomaniacs. Who's, who's that? Who's that famous actress? That's a kleptomaniac. Winona Ryder. Yeah, I think that's her name. Yeah, pretty much the entire the entire country of Arabia is full of Winona Ryder copies. Um, <laughs> God is then gonna teabag that shithole into oblivion. What? Yep. Tyre is also gonna be fucked <sighs> pretty hard. Um, it's gonna get raw dogged. Uh, he's gonna destroy their harbor, and it'll be forgotten for like seventy years, but then turned into a whore. <laughs> All of the profits that this whore makes will go to the pimp king named God uh, Almighty, so that he can keep his pimp game strong. Next, going to Judah, <laughs> A has a job is doing that king thing. Uh, he wanted to build an altar to Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. I don't know 
why. Um, he made Uriah the bitch build Tigger, uh, the Tigger statue and throne and all this other stuff. In order to do it, though, um, well, well, the the throne and the altar and everything like that's going to honor Tigger's gods, not Yahweh and his big balls. Um, but uh, also, he's going to destroy God's pimp throne that he has. And it's kind of like one of those uh, offices that stays empty all the time, you know, for people just in case they show up kind of shit. Anyways, um, God is going to get pissed about his pimp throne being destroyed. And then God's going to fuck up Ahaz a job. Ahaz mysteriously dies, though. From circumstances we have no earthly clue about, but we're pretty sure that shady fuck God did it. Then a Hasajab's son, Heezy, became the next king, and he ruled for like 29 years. Heezy did everything right by God, and even broke Moses' snake healing thing, which God actually told Moses to make in order to heal people from the the vipers and shit that he s- s- sent upon the Israelites. Um, then God smiled upon Hezi for his dick licking skills. And that's the end of today's Bible study. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you all learned something. It was not what we went over. What? It was not. I, I, not I know at least we God slays a bunch of fatties with his dick sword. What's up, heathens? How How y'all doing? So apparently I got some things wrong. Yeah. My lovely wife, KC, here, Mm -hmm. in case Ray Comfort's listening, is here to correct me. (laughs) All right? And I want you guys to know that we can proudly say now that we're uh, the only channel that has been dubbed the most morally depraved YouTube channel. And blasphemous. We're the most morally depraved and blasphemous YouTube channel. That honor was given to us by Ray Comfort, and we are very proud of it. Thank you, Ray, for giving <laughs> us that prestigious award. You know, I should get a trophy made. I think that's what I'm going to do. You're going to get a trophy made? Trophy made. Okay. Are you ready to actually go through what um, what happened? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, so starting <laughs> one additional note. I had to look something up. Okay, so we're going to do some more Isaiah, tw- uh, chapter 21, and a little bit of chapter 34. And oh, also some 23. Did I tell you that? Isaiah 23? No. There's also some of the that in here. That's the judgment against Tyre. Um, and then we're going to go into some Second Kings and a little bit of Two Chronicles. So, okay. All right. And last time, if you don't remember, we started in Isaiah, in Isaiah with the prophecy, his prophecies against nations. And we went through Assyria and Moab and Damascus. All right. And I don't know if you know this about Damascus, but it is one of the oldest cities in the entire world. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have uh, writings about Damascus from centuries BCE. Like, wh- it, yes, it is a very, very old city. Oh, wow. It's, okay. And it's the, currently the capital of Syria. 
Oh, okay. okay. And it gets fucked up by God? Uh, yeah, we're going to um, well, we did that last week. And yes. Oh, God fucked it up last week. Okay. Yeah. It's so hard to keep track of what places God fucks up when and yeah. all this other stuff. Because he's pretty much fucked the entire earth, at least at some point. Yeah. Most notably in Genesis. Yeah. So today we're going to start with Edom. And I don't know if you know this, but Edom in the Bible is modern, is in modern day Jordan. Okay. Okay. So are you ready? Yep. An oracle concerning Duma, which is um, it, it's a it's a, a word play on Edom. It means silence or stillness. Okay. Okay. Uh, someone calls to me from Seir. Watchman, what is left of the night? Watchman, what is left of the night? The watchman replies, morning is coming, but also the night. If you would ask, then ask and come back yet again. I can just I can just see it now. It's like, hey, Watchman, what's going on? Well, I don't fucking know, sir. We got the morning coming over here and the night coming over here. I don't even know what in the fuck's going on. I'm slightly confused. <laughs> but um, apparently that's the first judgment against Edom. Doesn't How really is that a judgment? I don't know. This, yeah, I don't know. Um, but the second judgment against Edom is way more better are you ready for this way more better way more better i said it like that on purpose okay yeah okay (laughs) i hope y'all are ready because we're about we're about to get nasty my sword has drunk its fill in the heavens see it descends in judgment on edom the people i have totally destroyed the the sword is of the lord is bathed in blood it is covered with fat the blood of lambs and goats, fat from the kidneys of rams. For <laughs> your face. Is just, yeah. Well, uh, so this has got to be the sloppiest dick that's ever descended from the heavens. It's a sword. You know, sword, dick, I don't care what you call it. It's obviously his glory. <laughs> this is not his glory. This is his judgment. I'm still not seeing a difference. <laughs> For the Lord has a sacrifice in Basra and a great slaughter in Edom, and the wild oxen will fall with them, the bull calves and the great bulls. Their land will be drenched with blood and the dust will be soaked with fat. I mean, still, even if you're going to imagine like a literal sword descending from the heavens covered in blood and fat. Mm-hmm. Like, it, uh, it's like, oh, my God, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Do you see this, up. Jeremiah? Holy <laughs> fuck. Yeah, it's a little messed up. Uh, For the Lord has a day of vengeance, a year of retribution to uphold Zion's cause. Edom's streams will be turned into pitch. Now, I had to look up what pitch is. Apparently, is like tar. All right. Oh, okay. I thought it might be like pitch perfect. Like maybe just an acapella group. No. That like formed. No. They started singing some shit. In the streams. No. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> uh, so Edom's streams will be turned into pitch, her dust into burning sulfur. Her land will become blazing pitch. It will not be quenched night and day. Its smoke will rise forever. From generation to generation, it will lie desolate. Now... Before I can, oh, no one will ever pass through it again. Now, just a little bit of a reminder. As I started this thing, I said, Edom is modern day Jordan. Right. Okay. Uh, 
last year Jordan's GDP was forty four billion dollars. Um, <laughs> so obviously people have walked through that fucking place again. It is not desolate. Um, it is it is an emerging, um, you know, an emerging nation. It is develop. It's a developing country. Like it's not. It's not super highly developed or anything, but it's nice. It's not doing so bad. Um, there are 9 million people that live there. So people have walked there. Mm-hmm. So this is wrong. Right. <laughs> we'll continue. You mean the black tar did not rain from the heavens and completely consume the land to the point where people are like, ooh, don't fucking go there. You're going to get all nasty and shit with all that tar stuff. That I know of. That has never been recorded in history. Okay. Okay. The desert owl and screech owl will possess it. Now, I do not think that owls run the government in Jordan. And actually, we're going to get to that here in a minute. Can you imagine walking upon the borders of of this place, uh, Jordan? And it's like there's an owl sitting on this tar-covered branch. <laughs> and he's just looking at you. It's like, no, we need to just keep on walking. Don't even look at that fucking owl. <laughs> fucking creep. <laughs> uh, the great owl and the raven will nest there. God will stretch out over Edom the measuring line of chaos and the plumb line of desolation. Her nobles will have nothing there to be called a kingdom. All her princes will vanish away. Now, there is a royal family in Jordan now, currently. Uh, The king is worth $750 million. There are 10 princes and 12 princesses. So, How crazy is it that the king is worth less than some people in the United States? (laughs) Again, again, it's a developing country. Yeah, Bill Gates is like, that's like one of my kids. (laughs) (laughs) So this is obviously not true, right? Yeah. Thorns will overrun her citadels, nettles and brambles her strongholds. She will become a haunt for jackals, a home for owls. Desert creatures will meet with hyenas and wild goats will bleat to each other. There the night creatures will also repose and find for themselves places of rest. The owl will nest there and lay eggs. She will hatch them and care for her young under the shadow of her wings. There also the falcons will gather, each with its mate. Now, the reason that I bring... (laughs) I know apparently the weird animals are going to take over. Um, So the reason that I bring this up about Jordan and how much the GDP is, how many people live there, the royal family, is is because if he's saying it's going to be destroyed now, and it was destroyed then, if that were to have happened fine, it would be irrelevant that there was shit there now, except for the fact that it says it that its smoke will rise forever from generation to generation. It will lie desolate and no one will ever pass through it again. That's why I bring up this other stuff, because it seems unimportant that there's shit there today, except that this says there won't be. And there right. is. Right. OK. Just one more thing. The Bible's wrong about. <laughs> OK. Um, look in the scroll of the Lord and read. None of these will be missing. Not one will lack her mate for it is his mouth that has given the order. It is his spirit that will gather them together. He allots their portions. His hand distributes them by measure. They will possess it forever and dwell there from generation to generation. All these animals. Okay. So that's Edom. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to move on to Arabia? 
Ooh, let's do Arabia, the kleptomaniac state. <laughs> now, in now Arabia is the modern-day Arabian Peninsula. I'm not sure exactly where in this area he's talking about. I think there are currently, like, seven countries. Um, the, the United Arab Emirates. Um, uh, uh, Saudi Arabia's there. Qatar. Cut, cut, yes. Qatar's there. Um, there's, all, there's, like, seven countries there. So, anyway... Um, that Ara- that whole Arabian Peninsula is where it's still it's Arabia then it's the Arabian Peninsula now. Okay, another thing to know: the Arabian Peninsula is populated at this time supposedly by the sons of Ishmael. And if you oh. remember, Ishmael is the first son of of Abraham, of Abraham uh, with not Sarah but Hagar. with ha- ha- yes Hagar. Um, and so it's Abraham's first son, Ishmael. Right. Okay, so these are supposedly Ishmael's descendants, which I don't know if you noticed when we were watching um, the Ten Commandments last night. The Charles, the, we were watching the Charles uh, Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. Did I say that right? Yeah. I Charleston. I What's so. his name? Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. Um, when we were watching that, they came across when he, when he crossed the desert. He came across all those women at the mm-hmm. well. And they were Ishmael's descendants. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so. What, I mean, that raises a pretty good question, though. Hmm. Because, like, what wasn't, wasn't Abraham, didn't Abraham exist before Noah? Or did Noah, did Noah come first and then Abraham after Noah? So Abraham came after Noah. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, Noah was the last of the pre-flood patriarchs, and right. Abraham was after. Right. Okay. Okay. So anyway, these are the sons of Ishmael, an oracle concerning Arabia. Your you caravans of the Dedanites who camp in the thickets of Arabia bring water for the thirsty. You who live in Tima bring food for the fugitives. They flee from the sword, from the drawn sword, from the bent bow and from the heat of battle. This is what the Lord says to me. Within one year, as a servant bound by contract would count it. All the pomp of Kadar will come to an end. The survivors of the bowmen, the warriors of Kadar, will be few. The Lord, the God of Israel, has spoken. So he's basically telling of the, the basically they're going to, all of the pomp is going to go away, all of the joy and whatever, and there's going to be few people left. That's okay. Essentially what he's saying. Within one year. Within one year. Yeah. Totally fucked. <laughs> Um, that was kind of short. You ready to talk about Tyre? Oh, Tyre. Yes, this is an oracle concerning Tyre, and this is in Isaiah 23. Um, modern day, um, Tyre is Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whale, O ships of Tarshish, for Tyre is destroyed and left without a house or harbor. From the land of Cyprus, word has come to them. Be silent, you people of the island, and you merchants of Sidon, whom the seafarers have enriched. On the great waters came the grain of Shihor. The harvest of the Nile was the revenue of Tyre, and she became the marketplace of the nations. Be ashamed, O Sidon, and you, O fortress of the sea, for the sea has spoken. I have neither been in labor nor given birth. I have neither reared sons nor brought up daughters. When word comes to Egypt, they will be in anguish at the report from Tyre. 
Cross over to Tarshish, whale you people of the island. Is this your city of revelry, the old, old city, whose feet have taken her to settle in far off lands? Who planned this against Tyre, the bestower of crowns, whose merchants are princes, whose traders are renowned on, in this earth? The Lord Almighty planned it to bring low the pride of all glory and to humble all who are renowned on the earth. Till your land as long as the Nile, O daughter of Tarshish, for you no longer have a harbor. The Lord has stretched out his hand over the sea and made its kingdoms tremble. He has given an order concerning Phoenicia that her fortresses be destroyed. He said, no more of your reveling, O virgin daughter of Sidon, now crushed. Up cross over to Cyprus, even the... Even there you will find no rest. Look at the land of the Babylonians. This people is now of no account. The Assyrians have made it a place for desert creatures. They raised up their siege towers. They stripped the fortresses bare and turned it into a ruin. Wail, you ships of Tarshish, your fortress destroyed. Okay. At that time, Tyre will be forgotten for 70 years, the span of a king's life. But at the end of these 70 years, it will happen to Tyre as in the song of the prostitute. Take up a harp, walk through the city, O prostitute forgotten. Play the harp well, sing many a song so that you will be remembered. At the end of the 70 years, the Lord will deal with Tyre. She will return to her higher as a prostitute and will ply her trade with all the kingdoms on the face of the earth. Yet her profit and her earnings will be set apart for the Lord. They will not be stored up or hoarded. Her profits will go to those who live before the Lord for abundant food and fine clothes. Kind of seems like they're setting up a uh, like a socialist system. All of the money's going to go to just those people that follow the rules. Yeah. Like so, well, what's, you know, what's interesting, <laughs> what is super interesting about this is that, as I said at the beginning of the judgment against Tyre, uh, this is modern day Lebanon. Lebanon has a GDP of $57 billion and um, around $75 billion in debt. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also, about 25% of the people, in Lebanon live in poverty. So they definitely don't have abundant food or fine clothes. Also, um, the vast majority of people there, and I forgot to look up the percentage, so I'm sorry, are um, Muslims. <laughs> yeah. Which, to be fair, in the 3rd and 4th centuries, this area of the world was Christian. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so... You're talking about like AD? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it would have been converted to Christianity at that time. Uh -huh. um, but it is now solid, solidly Muslim. Mm. Okay. So that's, that's all we're going to do for Isaiah's prophecies today. We're going to get more into Isaiah's prophecies against nations next week, but we're not done. Um, we still, we want to check in with Judah and the story, the Kings, what's going on there. Right. Oh yeah. So that's the, he has a job. He's still, he's still running things. Yeah. So I don't know if you know this, but in genealogy, Ahaz, um, is in, in the genealogy of Jesus. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. According to the gospel of Matthew. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because Ahaz is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Really, really bad. Okay, so meanwhile in Judah, 
Meanwhile, in Judah, <laughs> Ahaz sent messengers to say to Tiglath Pileser, "Oh, Tigger, mm-hmm, who is the king of Assyria, I am your servant and vassal. Come up and save me out of the hand of the king of Aram and the king of Israel who are attacking me." And Ahaz took the silver and gold found in the temple of the Lord and in the treasuries of the royal palace and sent it as a gift to the king of Assyria. Now, if you don't remember, we've been dealing with the fact that Syria and Israel joined forces against Judah. Right. Okay, so he's he's reached out, uh, which we've kind of talked about this before, how Ahaz was reaching out to the king of Assyria. Yeah. So, the king of Assyria complied by attacking Damascus and Cap, which is in Syria, mm-hmm. and capturing it. He deported its inhabitants to Kerr and put Rezin, their king, to death. Then king, yeah. Then King Ahaz went to Damascus to meet uh, Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria. He saw an altar in Damascus and sent to Uriah, the priest, a sketch of the altar with detailed plans for its construction. So Uriah, the priest, built an altar in accordance with the plans that King Ahaz sent from Damascus and finished it before King Ahaz returned. Now, this is a problem because these people in Damascus, they're not, they're not Israelites. Right. They're not people who worship the God of Israel. Mm -hmm. They worship other gods. Right, so this like, is an altar constructed for other gods. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. That's the one thing God hates. Well, okay, not the one thing. It's it's the it's one of the things in the list. Well, and Ahaz Ahaz did this not necessarily in honor of those other gods, but um in honor of um the king of Assyria who helped him. Right. Right. Okay. So when the king came back from Damascus and saw the altar, he approached it and presented offerings on it. He offered up his burnt offering and grain offering, poured out his drink offering, and sprinkled the blood of his fellowship offerings on the altar. God damn. I bet you God was just sitting there like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> that are, those are my offerings. Oh, wait. There's more. Oh, shit. Yeah. The bronze altar that stood before the Lord, he brought from the front of the temple from between the new altar and the temple of the Lord and put it on the north side of the new altar. King Ahaz then gave these orders to Uriah the priest on the large new altar. Offer the morning and bur- morning burnt offering and evening grain offering, the king's burnt offering and his grain offering, and the burnt offering of all the people of the land and their grain offering and their drink offering. Sprinkle on the altar all the blood of the burnt offerings and sacrifices, but I will use the bronze altar for seeking guidance. Now, that's the old altar. Okay. And Uriah the priest did just as King Ahaz had ordered. King Ahaz took away the side panels and removed the basins from the movable stands. Now, this is the old altar. This is the altar to the Lord. To God. Yeah. So he took away the side panels and removed the basins from the movable stands. He removed the sea from the bronze bowls that supported it and set it on a stone base. He took away this the Sabbath canopy that had been built at the temple and removed the royal entryway outside of the temple of the Lord in deference to the king of Assyria. Mm. 
In his time of trouble, King Ahaz became even more unfaithful to the Lord. He offered sacrifices to the gods of Damascus who had (sighs) defeated him, for he thought, since the gods of the kings of Aram have helped them, I will sacrifice to them so they will help me. But they were his downfall and the downfall of all Israel. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. God is looking on with jealous rage right now as he sucks other gods' dicks. Ahaz gathered together the furnishings from the temple of God and took them away. He shut the doors of the Lord's temple and set up altars at every street corner in Jerusalem. In every town in Judah, he built high places to burn sacrifices to other gods and provoked the Lord, the God of his fathers, to anger. The other events of his reign and all his ways from beginning to end are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Ahaz rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of Jerusalem, but he was not placed in the tombs of the kings of Israel. Ooh, that's because he is the, yeah, he's the black sheep of all of them and they don't get fucking buried with the rest of the popular kings. Yeah. Because he deep-throated too much pagan god dick. That's probably what it says, like, on his tomb. Suck too much pagan god dick. Therefore, you get buried out here with the poor folk. Yeah, I I don't know if it was poor folk or what, but... um, So, Ahaz died. I I found some conflicting information about Ahaz. Um, there, There... I've seen something where... Ahaz died when he was 53, which would make more sense. But um, I've also seen where he died when he was 36 years old, which would make no sense because his son, Hezekiah, uh, succeeded him as king. (laughs) And he was 25. Okay. So it wouldn't make sense, really, that. Right. Yeah. So anyways. Heezy's in the hizzy. Yeah, heezy's in the hizzy. Uh, so, and Hezekiah, his son, succeeded him as king. In the third year of Hoshea, son of Elah, king of Israel, Hezekiah, son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah. Okay. Okay. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. He removed the high places, smashed the sacred stones, and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke into pieces the bronze snake Moses has made, for up to that time, the Israelites had been burning incense to it. Now, hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong, honey. Didn't God tell Moses to create that thing? Yes. So he did. He did. And he told Moses to create it so that the Israelites could look upon it to protect themselves from being killed by the snakes that he sent to kill them. Oh, okay. So now they've they've just taken to it a little bit too much. So God got a little (laughs) jealous and he's like, fucking fuck that thing. Well, so I think it got... I think that got wrapped up in the whole worshiping idol kinds of things. And so since they were burning incense to it and things like that, it wasn't really a relic of their history as much as became something they worshiped and or worshiped to burned incense to. And so it was destroyed with it. 
So uh, moving on, and this is the very last part. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before him or after him. He held fast to the Lord and did not cease to follow him. He kept the commands the Lord had given Moses, and the Lord was with him. He was successful in whatever he undertook. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and if you're interested in um, the Moses snake story, that was in, uh, it was in Numbers, right? I think it was in the end of Numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The book of Numbers. So if you're interested, you can go look there. All right. So Heezy was a good boy. Yeah. Good boy to God. He got that dick licking game st- pretty strong. <laughs> Next time. Next time on the most morally depraved channel on YouTube, <laughs> we're going to go back into Isaiah and we're going to do Isaiah the entire time we're there. We're going to do some 13, 14. Um, let's see. Are we going to do more? And uh, some 21. So we're going to have some more prophecies against nations. We're going to uh, hear a judgment against the Philistines, Babylon, um, and we're going to talk about Babylon's Satan-like fall, right? How Babylon fell. Um, okay. uh, there's going to be another judgment against Babylon because the first one wasn't enough. And that's what we're going to do next week. And then following that, we're going to get into some of the reforms of Hezekiah, which we just talked about. Um, right. And it, it's just going to go into more detail about that. Um, actually, a lot, a lot of detail about that. Okay. All right. Hopefully there's going to be less blood-covered dick in the next one. <laughs> You're terrible. I'm terrible. Yeah. I'm rubbing it in. I'm rubbing it in for Ray Comfort. I know you are. <laughs> Anyways, I hope that you heathens enjoyed today's blasphemous Bible podcast. <laughs> Should we rename it? No. 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 <laughs> Anyways, uh, I hope you guys will tune in next week for more Bible stuff. And don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.